Hello, Wildcat fans. Welcome to the newest episode. It was called the Big Blue Football Podcast, but uh, I thought that was kind of too generic. And plus, you know, there already is a Big Blue Football Podcast on <laughs> Spotify and your Apple Podcast, and it's, uh, I think, Utah Football. But the new name for the uh, new football podcast of mine is the Wildcat War Zone. Uh, a friend of mine uh, threw that name to me, and I really liked it, and I thought it was really awesome. So, you're now listening to the Wildcat War Zone. Welcome, guys. We're in week four of college football, and I have to say this. I've been waiting a little while to do this podcast because I've been really bummed out because our Kentucky Wildcats are now 2-1. and one. Um, And we could have been 3-0. and oh. It was... Um, it was very, very disappointing. We were up 21 to 10 going into the, th- I mean, I think close to the mid of the third quarter. And Florida went on a drive. Felipe Franks got hurt and they brought in the backup quarterback, the old backup quarterback curse that we're all pretty much used to as a Kentucky fan. The new quarterback went down, and he was lighting us up on the uh, secondary. Uh, I think the running game was a little bit better. Um, It's just uh, very disappointing because we were the better team. No doubt we were the better team. The one thing that really disappointed me was I thought the coaching was very disappointing. We were playing way too conservative. You hear it from everybody that's a Kentucky fan. I've heard it on KSR. I've heard it on a lot of podcasts. Conservative, conservative, conservative. That's the one most word that you hear, the most repetitive word that you hear. Conservative, conservative, conservative. And... What conservative really means for people that don't know is playing it safe. And I think we're too good of a team to have to play it safe. We, um, it was third and one, and we played Wildcat. Give it right up the middle, didn't get nowhere. Fourth and one, Wildcat, right up the middle, nowhere. No, actually, we kicked the field goal and missed it, and Florida went down and scored a touchdown and pretty much a thought she wrote. Um, It was just very disappointing because we were the better team. I really, truly believe that. Um, The first half defensively, we were – playing really good really really good the first quarter that you know the very first drive of florida yes they scored but after that one touchdown they weren't getting anything i mean they had to resort to a 
field goal that put him up three points, and it was at one point twenty-one to ten, and that's a very comfortable lead. And if on that last drive or the the second to last drive, if we would have just got first downs and kept going and got it a little bit closer to our side, our, their side of the field, we would have we would have sealed the game if we would just have got it closer. I think they should have passed it a lot more in a second to last drive. I mean, we were really Sawyer Smith was. You know, first two, three quarters, he was amazing. I mean, he did throw an interception in uh, the first quarter, second quarter. But dude had a great game. I mean, 267 yards. I think he had a 60-some percent completion rate. He just, he was, he was, he was really good. He did have three interceptions. I say two because that one at the very end I don't think would really count. But... It just it's very disappointing like i said we could have you know we could be ranked right now we could be in the, at least the 25 to 20 range and we were playing like a top 10 team the first half and we just let them come back and beat us and and it wasn't because they were better it was because we beat ourselves and I really do believe that, and it's just very disappointing. I'm, I'm upset with it. There's a lot that happened that I didn't agree with. The targeting foul, the targeting, it, it's it's got to get a little bit better. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. You know, when you've been taught from elementary school that this is how you tackle. And this is the safest way how you tackle somebody. And you can't even do that now. If you hit the helmet helmet just a little bit, you're getting called for targeting. And I think that's ridiculous because, you know, when you properly tackle somebody, you're going to accidentally hit helmet to helmet. I think that they need to, they need to clean, clean that. I mean, the penalty is good to have there because it – it helps cause kids not to get hurt. I mean, they're in, in, in any clean ability up. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, Stoops was pissed about it. He was, I mean, irate about that call because you know we lost two players in that game because of targeting. You know, they said the Corker one. I think it can have been questionable, but the was it. Bo Hannon that got that tackle and got called for targeting. That one was ridiculous because, I mean, his his helmet led to uh, Florida's quarterback's chest. And then he got, you know, called for targeting. So it's just ridiculous. That football is uh, is changing. It's, it's going to be eventually, I say, in probably about – 10 20 years but it ain't gonna be fun to watch you know they're gonna add more stuff and it's just it's you know the word you've heard on this show so much already is disappointing i mean you know the calls from the the rest the offense kind of being conservative 
our secondary, you know, we had injuries and they're new, they're young. They couldn't, uh, and forward wide receiver group, they're really good. They're, they're probably top in the SEC. I, I would, I would think so. And that quarterback forward got now, he's better than Felipe Franks. Uh, passing, I don't know about scrambling, he might be, but, um, Florida's going to have a, they're going to have a good year. I think, uh, I think it's going to be a battle for second SEC East, but they, they do have the, uh, they have it over us that they beat us, so they're going to be, they're going to have a good year. Uh, I think with that quarterback they've got now, I think they're going to, I think they're going to do something with him, but the ending score was 28 to, uh, 20, no. No, 29 to 21, my bad. Let's do a little bit of stats. For the game, total yards, Florida had 438 to Kentucky's 407. And I said in the last podcast I did, if Kentucky got 350 more total yards, they have a good chance of winning. And that was almost pretty accurate. You know, they just, you know, they goofed. But, you know, they got 407, so that's almost accurate. Uh, rushing, we uh, had a nod on that when we had 140 to their 138. So I think uh, I said that we at least need to have 200, 250 or more in rushing to uh, um, be able to, you know, beat them comfortably. So it's a little bit lower than I expected. Uh, passing, they had to nod. They had two quarterbacks they played. We had that one quarterback, so uh, they had Felipe and Task throw for 300 total yards, and our Sawyer Smith threw for 267. They had a better completion percentage. They were 70%. Ours was 65.7. Uh, first downs, we had to nod 26 to their 21. We had four turnovers. They had two. Uh, penalties is what killed us. I mean, I even though, you know, the questionable calls from the refs or not, we're going to have to get that cleaned up. Um, there's 79 yards right there that we could have put toward our total yardage. And, I mean, that could have been a, be a touchdown right there and them 79 yards. Got to get that cleaned up. I mean, it's ridiculous. And we had two more. We had two punts. They had one. Max Duffy is out of this world. I think he punted a 63-yard punt, and you know that's that's pretty good. I mean, that's really good. 63 yards. That's awesome. But let's go to player stats. Um, I'm gonna do Kentucky. Uh, Sawyer Smith was 23 of 35, 66 percent. Was six, 267 yards. Uh, his long was 26, two TDs, and three interceptions, which that sucks. That's that's really bad. Um, it's not great at all. But that was his first real game at Kentucky against number nine ranked Florida. So, I mean, it happens. Like the old saying. Crap happens in better use of terms. 
and rushing smoke had 81 yards had a broke off for 16 long rose had 46 yards broke off for 21 smith had 12 yards one td and broke off for six and bolden had one yard and one long and let me tell you right now i don't really say okay there we go there we go there we go um Wagner is our go-to guy. I love Bowden Jr., and I think he's going to do a lot for this program, but Wagner is our best receiver on our football team right now. Dude had three receptions and 70 yards. Why are we not passing to him more? That's what I don't, that's what I don't understand. I mean, I know that he's the go-to guy, but when they, once they start double-teaming him in college football, that opens up for the rest of the wide receiver corp and tight ends we have to start throwing it to him more he needs at least you know it says Bolden had seven receptions Wagner needs to have at least I don't know ten attempts um, thrown to him because I mean dude almost every time catches it if he gets a good pass to him and the pass that he caught in the end zone where he tipped it up and then caught it on his way down, like pretty much one-handed and underneath it and his hand get the ground. That was one of the best catches I've ever seen a Kentucky wide receiver catch in a football game. I mean, dude hands down is Sawyer Smith's number one guy. And if they build up a chemistry, they're going to do some dangerous things and the SEC, let alone college football, it's gonna be. Uh, they've got to. They gotta get that guy more, more looks. I mean, I really do. But he had three receptions, 70 yards, one TD. Bolden Jr. had seven receptions, 70 yards. Bolden Jr. I don't want to say this. Cause I like the guy. I think he's a hell of an athlete. But he is. He's he's kind of disappointed me this year. I don't know if like. I've heard on another podcast if he's trying to do too much and about like Benny Snell's sophomore year trying to do too much and nothing's coming out of it. He's just got to, he's kind of got to get out there and just do his thing. Sorry about all the background noise. I'm outside and I reckon they're having a drag strip back here on this road. I mean, Lord have mercy. But like I said, Bone Jr., he's just... We've got to have a, I believe, a, like a 100, 130, 140-yard game from him to really show what he's got. Um, Rick had five receptions, 50 yards. That's not bad for a tight end. Ali had two receptions, two receptions, 28 yards. A.J. Rose had two receptions, 18 yards. Upshaw had one reception 13 yards and there's other ones i'm not gonna go through that chance poor field goal zero one three extra points you know it, it happens i mean to be honest with you chance poor should never have been in that position we should have brought it up further and we should have at least got a chance to get a touchdown i mean we were first two or three quarters were just killing them 
I mean, absolutely killing them. It's just ridiculous. Um, Max Duffy hit two punts for 109 yards, 63 long, and that's about it on the offensive special teams. Uh, our defense, Bohannon had one tackle, one solo. Taylor Jr. had five tackles, three solo. Carter, Looney, McCall, Dotson, Corker, Wright, Pascal, and Griffin had each one tackle, one solo. Man, look at Cash Daniels, dude. He had 11 tackles, 11 solo, and one tackle for loss. Dude, that was the defensive player of the game without a doubt. He was on, dude was on fire. Now, I am, I'm not looking forward, not, not, that's not the word I'm looking at, but I'm waiting to see about this dirty play that he done. You know, he come out today and said, or he come out, if this podcast don't get to come out on the time I want it to, he come out on Thursday, September 19th and said that he did not do that dirty play. I seen the video from the sideline uh, camera where you could actually see where he grabbed Hoa's ankle. Man, it it just don't look good. It really don't. I don't. I don't. I don't really want to talk a lot about it because I love Cash Daniels. Uh, Cash Daniel. I mean, he's uh, he's one of my all-time favorite Kentucky players. But if he really did it, do it. I, I see. I see some uh, precautions. I see some discipline took out. I say Stoops is probably, he's going to have to miss a game or two for that. I mean, I know that's extreme, but Stoops has got a a reputation to keep, and he's trying to show that Kentucky football is uh, a clean team and a clean program, and he's really going to have to, something's going to have to be done about that. I mean, you sat there, went on, you know, social media and said, you know, I didn't do this and had, you know, was so sincere about it and everything and, you know, and then you see that. I mean, he might not have done it. It might have been something else. You know, he might have just tried to pick his ankle up where he can get it out of his way, but it it don't look too great, I can tell you that. But 29-21, we got beat. Kentucky's first loss. We got beat by a number nine ranked team. We should have won. That's fine, though. You know, we got Mississippi State up this weekend. And when we get back, when I come back to the second segment, we're going to get ready for Mississippi State. I'm tired of talking about Kentucky get beat by Florida because I cannot stand Florida. But we're going to talk about getting ready for this Saturday against Mississippi State and see what we can do. This is the Wildcat War Zone. We'll be back in just a minute. Thank y'all for listening. This is Joey. Go Big Blue. Welcome back to the Wildcat War Zone. We were talking about in the last segment um, the the loss we had against Florida and how it was very disappointing and very hurting but we've got to get over that we still got a football team to cheer for we still got a football season 
this Saturday we are playing the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be a lot easier game than uh, Florida was. And I'm going to show you a few stats that uh, Mississippi State has done so far this year. Um, there's nothing that really sticks out to me um, on offense. I, they're in a, the only thing that they're top 35 in in offense is time of possession slash game. That's the only thing. Well, no. My bad. Turnovers on offense. They're nationally ranked 10th. They got plus five turnovers a game. So, that's not a good thing, by the way. On defense, the one thing that sticks, two things that stick out to me is uh, their second in fumbles recovered. They've had seven. They average seven, or they've had seven. And uh, they uh, average, their defense makes the offense average plus five turnovers a game. So, that's really good. Uh, that that could tell you that they've got a pretty de- or pretty decent defense somehow. I don't know if it probably the front end line or the linebackers. It looks like their secondary might be a little questioned, but uh, somehow they're getting teams to turn the ball over. But they've only played Louisiana uh, University and other teams that uh, weren't too great, I'm pretty sure. They played Kansas State. I don't know how good Kansas State is. Kansas State beat them, by the way, though. Um, Passing, you know, they're not really anything nationally ranked passing, so that's nothing to worry about. Um, Rushing, the only thing they're closest to is touchdowns, and that's 26. They're ranked 26 in the nation with eight touchdowns kicking I mean extra points they're ranked 33 in extra points so that's uh that's a really good thing I think um let's do what what I think we should do offensively and what I think we shouldn't do offensively offensively I think that Sawyer Smith needs to uh make What's the word I'm trying to think? Make uh, better choices when it comes to passing. Uh, get in the correct posture a quarterback gets into to throw the ball. You know, get into that correct form. You know, don't throw it out of form because I believe I heard uh, Eddie Grand say, say or somebody else, if when you're not in to that stance when you get ready to throw the football, it's not going to be as accurate. So, uh, you know, Sawyer Smith, he's still learning, um, but he, he's, he's a really good quarterback. I mean, you throw 267 yards against Florida, and, you know, you're saying something, I believe. So, uh, you know, him uh, open up the receivers, uh, him finding open receivers, and, you know, I, th- I hope that they, Ahmad Wagner gets more, touches I mean dude is I, I like I said in the last segment he's probably the best wide receiver we've got you know and that's no disrespect to Lynn Bowden 
But Ahmad Wagner is where it's at, man. I mean, he's probably one of the top wide receivers right now in SEC. And, I mean, I don't think he's as fast as none of them. But he's so tall and big, and he can jump out of the jump off the field. I mean, he's he's just really athletic. So that what makes him uh, such a great wide receiver. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Sawyer Smith's going to have to connect with all his wide receivers, and you know, have a game like he did against Florida in the first half of Kentucky and Florida. I think the wide receivers need to communicate more with him. Um, you know, Lynn Bolden, Lynn Bolden run that one route, and I don't think him and Sawyer Smith had the uh, communication going on, and that's where Sawyer Smith threw an interception. I think uh, we need to clean the penalties up on the offensive line, that's for sure. I mean, we're making too many mistakes. I mean, our offensive line is great. We, you know, if not the best in SC, we're top three in the SEC offensive line. And nationally, we're top five. I mean, we're really good. And I think for somebody being that good on offensive line, they need to clean up the penalties. I mean, like I said, it was, what, 70 or 80 yards we had against Florida. And, I mean, that is a touchdown right there because we were on um, the uh, – 40-yard line, and, I mean, you know, that could be a touchdown that we could have had that would um, help seal the deal against Florida. And, anyway, um, I hope that uh, they – see, it's hard because I've heard that A.J. Rose is a better blocker than Cavassier. Somehow, I wish they'd, like, make an offense where they could play both of them, you know, uh, and be, like, a two-headed monster. I think that would be – I don't know if that's a formation that they can do, but I thought that – I think that would be pretty cool, and I think that would uh, keep teams on their feet. I really do. I think they'd be like, well, what, what, what's going on, you know? Um, maybe maybe, maybe we see something like that. I don't know. But I think Cavassier is going to – He's gonna get a lot of a uh, lot of carries this game on Saturday against Mississippi State. I really do. I, he's he's just such the better, you know, the running back, not blocking wise, but finding the holes and explosiveness, and he's the better running back. Um, that's pretty much it on the offense. That I hope I hope that the coaches you know, call better plays and, you know, find, I don't know, man, I just, I, I just hope they don't, they're not too conservative. If, you know, they're down by three, you know, pass it more. I mean, that's what y'all's, where y'all's money's going right now is passing it. You know, do what you do the best in, in this year, not past years, but this year. So passing is, what y'all are doing best right now, and I think they should pass the ball almost every time. Really do. That's pretty much it. I think um, what I'd like to see in offense: uh, total yards on offense. I would like to see a 200 or more yards in rushing, 
and I'd like to see 250 yards or more in passing. So I, that's 450 total yards. So I think that would be. Um, I think that would really seal the deal. I think that would Kentucky would come away victorious. They had 450 total yards. So. Uh, so defensively, Cash Daniels had the best game on the defense last Saturday. He had 11 ta- solo, ta- 11 tackles, 11 solo. I think we're without. I don't know if we're. I think we still got Corker because he got targeting in the first half, but I think we're without one of our defensive linemen. I, I'm not for sure if it's Bohannon. I'm pretty sure it is, but uh, we're without him for the first half. He'll be back in the second half. Um, I'd like to see uh, which defensive line. They had a great game. I'd like to see them keep keep it up. Um, I would really like to see our secondary have a really good game. I think uh, that is uh, you know, a must for them to have a good game if – we're going to win this game. I don't know anything about Mississippi State's wide receivers. I know they got a quarterback controversy right now, and that's never good. Uh, um, I think what Mississippi State's going to do so well is um, – actually, I don't really know. I, I ain't seen one game from Mississippi State this year, so I can't tell you if they should run it more, pass it more. Either way, whatever they do, I hope the defense stops it. And, you know, three and outs almost every time. I want to see them, their punter, be the best punter of the, of the game because, you know, if they're punting more, that means we're doing good stuff. So, um, I hope, you know, I hope Square has a good game. I hope Cash still has a good game. The defensive line, I hope uh, Eccles and Corker and them, they have a good game. I just... Uh, I like to see a lot out of them come Saturday, and I'd like to see. Uh, I'd actually like to see Bolden get a uh, get a punt, and he run one back. I want to see that this year. Like I said, Bolden he's he's an awesome player, and I don't want to take nothing away from him. But this year he's he's kind of disappointed me a little bit. Um, I don't know. I really don't know why, but he is. He's kind of disappointed me. I, I. He's not into the game like he should be, like he got hyped up to be. But hopefully he has a good game in this game. I'm going to do uh, my players of the game for Mississippi State, Kentucky game. Uh, on offense, I'm. You know, I've got to give respect to where it's given. I think Maude Wagner is going to be uh, the offensive MVP. I think he's going to have a heck of a game. I think he's going to have one of the best games he's ever had. And uh, Sawyer Smith's going to be uh, co-MVP of offense. Defensively, I'm going to give uh, – my defensive MVP to the defensive line, they've really been uh, what pops out on the defense, um, no matter if it's Calvin Taylor or Bohannon, which ain't going to be back till the second half, or 
any of them dudes, they're all MVPs of the defense on Saturday. Cold defensive, uh, cold defensive MVP. I'm gonna give that to. I want to say Cash Daniels. I think he's gonna have a, another great game. He's got that thing going on where uh, he got accused of dirty plays. So I forgot about that. So let me change that from co MVP to. I think DeAndre Square is gonna have the co MVP. I don't know if Cash. He's probably got that on his mind that you know people call him a dirty player and you know. It's probably going to be a lot of bad drama coming up here lately. I, I hate saying that, but I've seen some stuff on social media that I did not like. And hopefully everything works out for him. And hopefully everything comes out not bad at all. I just hope that. And uh, Well, my name is Joey. This has been the Wildcat War Zone. We're ready for Saturday. The game is at 4 Eastern Time, 3 Central Time, and it's in Starksville, Mississippi. So, I'm going to be listening to the game at work. I hope y'all are going to be watching it. Let's get, an, let's get a W. Let's forget about Florida. And, you know, let's get a streak going on. Go Big Blue.